Welcome to Interceptor Beyond Podcast. My name is Arthur, and today we have a special guest, Buzz Osborne of the Melbournes. Recorded at the arena before the gig, our regular photographer Julian was on vacation, so we had a talented cartoonist Laura filling in for him. You'll hear her on the recording. Before we dive into our conversation with Buzz, I'd like to remind you about our upcoming live talk show, the Interceptor Beyond Show, which takes place once a month at Arena Basel, and the next show is on July 15th, 15th. So you can join us for the exciting show filled with guest interviews. I call them torture, actually, not interviews. Trivia games and a chance to win prizes. Yes, you have a chance to win prizes. So make sure to attend, prepare your name tag, basically your name on a piece of paper or some any other way, creative way, because the guests will choose name tags and they might choose yours and play on your behalf. And the guests and the guests will win. One of the guests will win and you might win all the amazing stuff that the guests that the guests bring. Anyways, don't forget to follow our podcast on Spotify, YouTube or any platform of your choice. Also, please take a moment to rate our show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And lastly, be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Interceptor Beyond. Now, let's talk to Buzz. My name's Buzz. I play in a band called The Melvins. Buzz. So we're in the middle of the tour at the moment. How is it going so far? Like today I was watching a live stream at the German one. They already put it online. Yeah, it was online, I think, that night. I think yeah, it was yeah. online that night. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a good, good show. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I saw it, not the whole thing because I didn't have time, but it was pretty cool. You will see the same show tonight. I know. That's why I checked it out because I wanted to see. Maybe I could ask something regarding that. That the show was great, and you're gonna play some really good songs tonight. Yeah, I think it went well. That show, it was good. Yeah. And then you went to Czech Republic, I think, at some time, and now you're here. Hamburg. Yeah. Berlin, and then Czech Republic last night. All right. You. uh, I mean, I couldn't check like properly, uh, but did you play something completely new, like new material there? We played. uh, We played two songs that are on our new album. Bad Mood Rising, and um, we played uh, uh, Never Say You're Sorry and Hammering, both. Uh, so, Bad Mood Rising came out sep- last September, uh, August, September. So. Quite a year. Yeah. Not a year, less than a year ago. Less than a year ago. But you know what's interesting? Like, uh, I was checking all the interviews, but I have a feeling that you have more in the can, that you're more prepared. Music? Th- music, yeah. Yeah, we have a new album almost done. Yeah, yeah. Is it with the ministry guy? Yes. He's playing part of the. He does some drums on some some songs. Yeah, because from all the interviews, the all the interviews were in September, October, November, December, and then you said like there's going to be a lot of new stuff, especially for the 40th anniversary. Yeah, we have some. We have three uh, limited edition things that are coming out. One of them came out already, and then two more are coming out. One is a throbbing album, uh, entire album of us doing covers of Throbbing Gristle, and then another one is a record we did with the band Helms Lee. Yeah, the co- the cover. It's uh, one of the songs that you like when they did the cover of your song. Uh, no, Dale. Dale said that. that yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we do that. We actually re-recorded that one. Yeah, that. we recorded it for the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we re-recorded one of their songs as well. Ah, all right. And then some other stuff too. So yeah, wrote a new song, the new song, and then some with, with them or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's my riff, but then we, yeah. you know, work, work together. Together, yeah. So how many songs? Uh, I mean, what's 
what's the new new album like do you know when it's coming out i mean knowing you it's like really fast hopefully, hopefully i'll get it done by the end of july so it'll come out next spring okay so for, for us records i mean with bad mood rising it was a year the time we had it done before it came out oh really yeah always that's how it always is so okay because i thought like you're new to everyone else except for us <laughs> no, because i thought you, you you have an idea you record and then it's almost there it doesn't always come out right away because i know that you can record in four days or something like this you can but that doesn't mean the record's going to come out that fast then the record label has to have a spot to put it out you have to get it all together you have to wait for the pressing if it's you know the pressing at that point was uh almost a year we had to wait we turned it in in um, september and we got it a year later I think you were writing the music for the Bedmond Rising during the pandemic. I think. Yeah, well, some of it I wrote a long time ago, but before the pandemic, but we just never made it on a record. Mm -hmm. Everyone always thinks that whatever your new record is, is new, brand new material. It's, it's rarely, maybe one or two songs would be new, pretty new. The rest of it is stuff I've had working on for a long time. Always. Because you're a working musician, you have, you're always doing some music and it's like you're putting them in the can, right? I can have an idea for a song, but not necessarily have it done. Yeah. Like I have half of the song, but I don't know what else to do. And so I'm sitting there thinking and thinking. And so then um, it just doesn't come out right away. Do you write music during the tour? Never. Maybe a little bit at soundcheck. I'll go down and play my guitar after I set my amp up. I'll play my guitar for about 45 minutes on stage, you know, just playing it quiet. And sometimes I come up with some riffs, but... A lot of times I just record them on my phone and then I have hundreds and hundreds. Like if I look at my phone now, let me see. I look at my phone. Now I have, uh, um, I'll do, record little ideas on here, you know. Um, let me see. I have 383 riffs. <laughs> That's correct. He showed it to me. I officially confirm for, for the, all the people at your forum. <laughs> Almost 400 riffs. So um, they're not all going to get used, and not all of them are good. So I, yeah. that's how it goes. Well, so I mean, your methods—you're uh, in a—you're uh, a working musician for 40 years, so I guess you're doing something right. Yeah, so far so good. You know, that's all I ever wanted to do is play music. So yeah, uh, that's uh, it. Yeah, I mean, but 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 also, what's interesting is that like because when I interviewed Clutch, you had the similar um, story a little bit, right? So. Well, kind. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Story. Uh, the story is simple, right? So around 90s, everybody gets picked up after a grunge becomes like, super popular. Mm -hmm. uh, in their case, they got a couple of albums and then they went independent, right? right? You also like uh, uh, got picked up and then uh, uh, you decided to leave the label. No, they didn't want to do any more records. Or, or yeah. So we did three albums. Yeah, and, yeah. And then they, they were like, that's it. Yeah. So we had another album already done. Honky record. And they didn't want it. We didn't tell them. Oh, yes. well, we were waiting yeah. until they dropped us, then we put it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're waiting strategically. Yeah, that's what they, and that's what they meant. It's like uh, uh, them and you had this kind of story that, and after that, you became like independent, independent in a way. Yeah, we were on an Ipecac after that. Um, yeah. And then Amphetamine Reptile Records as well, both. We do stuff on both of them, so for 20 years. Yeah. Did you ever looking for a? I mean, I never was looking. The major labels came after us. We didn't try to find someone. Like I've never went to labels and tried. Will you put our records out? I've never done anything like that. Never. Uh, is that because uh, you're like don't want that the mainstream thing? Or just it's not your thing. No, I think we should be selling millions of records. It just doesn't happen. I was thinking about it. You know, like everybody says that you are like against the mainstream, but I just 
But I don't think that you are uh, against mainstream. It's just you're doing stuff that's people say it's okay. Yeah. It's too weird. Yeah, 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 we're not against the mainstream. The mainstream's against us. Exactly. Yes, yes. So if if someday the mainstream becomes the music that you do, it becomes mainstream. Then you're mainstream. Well, when we first started our first album, everybody hated it. All the records we did, all the records like the Atlantic Records, Houdini, Stoner Witch, Stag, they didn't get good reviews. And now they're classics in the song. I remember what it was like when it came out. So our first album, nobody, everybody hated us. Yeah. They hated us. That was '86, and that it was not a uh, not a happy time. How, how did you keep going? It's just because it's uh, in your nature. Well, it's all I ever really wanted to do. I'm not really trained for anything else. Um, I'm sure I could find another job. I always worked jobs before, um, but just crap jobs. You know, nothing. I don't have. I didn't go to college or anything. No, no school. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trained for any kind of you know typing or anything. I can type, but I'm not just what I learned in high school. I have no interest in school, none. I just considered it at the time like just extending your adolescence and a waste of time. Yeah, and you don't like colleges. Uh, they're fine, but I, I I don't have any interest in it, and I would really question anyone who did. It's just like, well, what are you going to do? What are you doing besides wait at the, at the end or in general, like mm? at the end of the end of the college or just. I don't know. I mean, it seems like if you want to go to school, you should maybe work a job for a few years first. Most of the people, most of the people who go to college, they don't know what they want to do in their life. It's a waste of time. How do you get to know what you want to do? I have no idea. Because some people like trying to, uh, uh, <laughs> some people are trying to find themselves and they don't know how. Well, good luck. <laughs> exactly. In your case, you're in, in lucky in, in the way that you figure it out. I mean, it just happened in your case. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to do that. I don't want to go to school. I'm done with school. I hated school. It's horrible. You know? Especially now, I mean, you get the internet, you got all kinds of things. The people that I know that have done the best monetarily, none of them went to college and they didn't inherit money. So, and I know lots of people who do okay and most people don't make a living doing what they went to college for. I mean, college doesn't equal equal success. You don't... It equals a lot of debt. It equals a lot of debt in the United States, for sure. Yes. Yeah. And in general. And you'll yeah, take a lot of time. You've wasted, you've wasted time. Yeah, and time, yes. You know, so you're below zero. You have to start from below zero. Just to get to that zero. Right. I don't get it. Well, you're just a uh, force that you just go... You're doing the thing that you've been doing all the time, actually. I mean, unless you want to be a doctor, you know, obviously that t requires college or you want to engineer bridges or something that's going to take a lot of schooling. Sure. I get that. That makes sense. But that's not most people don't want to go get a humanities degree or some bullshit psych degree. It's just, just, they're just wasting your time. You know? I don't understand it. You'd be doing something else. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying like people don't know what they want to do. That's the one of the reasons. It's a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. But how do you maintain, like, for example, you had a couple moments in your life, like, uh, for example, with the, when, when the label dropped you, right? And uh, it was hard, but I mean, it's like, how did you continue going with it? It wasn't hard at all. I expected them to drop us. I thought they'd drop us after one record. So I didn't think it was going to be anything other than a little side road. I mean, from the very beginning, you probably thought that something is not going to work out. I never thought it would work. So um, the idea that they would do three albums was absurd to me. I was like, okay, but we had a record deal that would meant that if they wanted to do them all, they would they could do seven albums. But by the time they paid the seventh record, they had to give us an incredible amount of money. So um, um, I, I think you, you you said that like 
uh, they in the beginning they gave you money to record, but uh, you used your own money, something like. Uh, no, no, we we gave it. They gave us a, 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 a modest advance, and we spent some of it on the recording, yeah. and we kept some of it. Yeah, yeah. so we did it on all the records because I didn't think I didn't think I thought that would be all the money we would get for those records, and I wasn't wrong. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, you don't, that's it. That's the only money that you get. Uh, that's all we're gonna get. So yeah. be careful with it. Yeah, and well, we probably got enough to each live like a year. You know. Yeah. But did you give the rights to them actually, like or some kind of like? Well, what? they have the right to put the records out, but they don't um, own the publishing or anything. Is there like, like a time also, like limit, so how long they can do that? I don't know. It's longer than it is now, so it's been forty years. No, the record those records came out a little less than thirty years ago, so. They'll probably revert back to us at some point, you know. Fine. I mean, you're like uh, like a music making machine. You you can, you can you, actually, and it's not the point. It'd be nice to have those records, but I'm not worrying about it. You'll get them someday. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I can't oh. wait. Are you planning to do like uh, you just had a, a reissue of the previous uh, music like recently that you played in the AT, like the, one of the first music that you released now recently mm. after Bad Moon and when you re-recorded it with Steve. Yes, we re-recorded re the re-recorded our first seven inch. Yeah. Six songs. The first song we play tonight is I think the first song I ever wrote that's on that seven inch. Really? Which one? Snake Appeal. Snake Appeal is the first song you ever wrote? I think so. In the sound of, um, that's, that's a big deal. We're playing it first tonight. It's a big, big deal. <laughs> Yeah, for you, okay, you're, you're a legend, you're fine, you're like, yeah, you're touring and stuff, right? But for, for everybody who's listening to this and for us, this is like important deal, you know? Yeah, I think it's a cool song. Still like it. We don't play it too often, but we thought for this tour, it's a good idea. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. First part of the tour, the first, like, first part of the show, like the first third of it is the happy part of the show. And then it gets sadder after that. <laughs> more than it gets even more sadder. Yeah, yeah, it's more dangerous as it goes on after about a, about a third of the set, and then it shifts gears. Oh, I like yeah. That's what I liked about uh, when when I knew I knew that that um, uh, you have a set list always the same. I mean, it's like a like a theater a performance kind yeah. of, and you don't do in course. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. You do them in general. I thought you hate them. Not normally, but we'll see what happens tonight. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do a PR campaign. Like, like we need that. Like, be surprised, maybe. All right, because I thought that like, you're you're doing this on principle. Like, we normally do it, but you never know. Tonight might be the first time we ever do it in Vienna. It would be. Might be the only time. It would be really nice, especially today when we're here. You never know. We'll see. After all the sadness in the end. That's right. <laughs> some some. Some light in the end of the tunnel, yeah. maybe, maybe. Some, 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 maybe. Yeah. All right, boss. I don't want to bother you too much. Uh, like, by the way, uh, I really like the documentary that 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 you did. It's uh, so much better than other documentaries that I've seen regarding like that era or around that. I haven't seen too many. Exactly. Also, exactly good ones. And I don't watch that kind of stuff usually. A little bit, maybe. Yeah. But the documentary is really good. It actually showed the the opened up uh, uh, like uh, Melvin's as uh, as a band. You understand Melvin's a bit better. It's good, yeah. I think it was all done before we had Steve in the band. So. Oh, well, he's, like, he's there, but yeah, it was be yeah. just before he joined, before 2016. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was really good. Uh, I highly recommend people to, to... Yeah, I think it's good. We really like Bob, the guy who did it. He's a great guy. Really cool. 
So I really recommend people to, to check it out. Yeah, check it out. Uh, do you know when you the new stuff, uh, some new music is coming out maybe soon? Well, we have we have a, a, a record of uh, Throbbing Gristle covers is coming out. Do you know when? It's soon. It's all done, ready to It'll come out soon. All right. And then uh, the thing with Helms Lee and then a new album. So that's a lot. That's actually a lot, yeah. And we had a four album acoustic record come out um, not even two years ago and, and uh, Bad Mood Rising. And before that, we had the uh, um, Working with God, Melvin's 1983. I'd like, to, I'd like to do another one of those. All, be, all going to be released on vinyl. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it will be. Available on your website, I think, and it's everywhere. Somewhere. Yeah. All right, Paz, I don't want to bother you too much. The last thing in the end, give us a song that we'll put at the end of the Melvins. Melvins that we'll put at the end. Uh, that's a good introduction to your band. Mr. Dog is totally right.